You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne. You're listening to In Those Days, a Kilcullen Diary series on memories of times before today. Mine, my family's, and other people's. In this episode, I'm remembering space-travelling shoeboxes. Shoeboxes were important to us youngsters growing up in Kilcullen in the early 1950s. For their original purpose, they had no interest to us at all, but it was what they could become. This was before television, at least before it was in Kilcullen. Radio was where we got our serial programmes, and DC Comics and the weekly follier-uppers in the cinema gave us stuff that was only dreamed of, like space travel. But because they were dreams, we could dream big. When we and our friends weren't doing the cowboys and Indians thing in the local woods, we were star-travelling in the garden shed at the back of our house. It had trellised windows looking out on a decent expanse of lawn, which meant we had a direction to travel and space to fly. And inside, places for the crew members. The younger you were, the further back was your position in the shed, sorry, spaceship. I was most times the eldest. Decades before the warp speed of Star Trek was to cross our radar, we had imagination speed which could take us to the other side of the galaxy in less than a thought. To deal with any aliens we might encounter, we didn't have Captain Kirk's phasers, but we did have ray guns invented for Dan Dare and Flash Gordon's adventures. We usually replicated them from cast-off bits of wood found in the shed or in the loft attached to our family's pub. A carelessly left brush handle, and access to a saw could make the business ends of three or four of them with screwed-on handles. The beauty of ray guns, compared to the cowboy six-shooters, was that they never ran out of killing power. Our trips across the galaxy sometimes required leaving the ship for a spacewalk, again long before EVAs from shuttles or the International Space Station. We had to be properly equipped for these, or of course we couldn't survive. This is where the shoeboxes came in. There was a fairly reasonable availability of the boxes. At least six shops in Kilcullen sold shoes and drapery in those days. There was one such a shop in our own family. Not everybody brought home the boxes after buying the shoes. Almost invariably white, the cardboard was of a thickness that could be bent to shapes and was easily cut with the standard home scissors. With a lid put aside and suitable openings cut in the bottom and one for the neck at an end, they became space helmets, usually held on by string, although occasional pilfered elastic was a high-tech version. Another box would be carried on the back, with some kind of connection to the helmet to carry oxygen. It didn't have to be a real hose, but sometimes rubber garden hoses were cut for the purpose. The back box doubled as a jetpack for manoeuvring in gravityless space. No spaceman could leave the ship without a control box. Oxygen flow and jetpacks had to be managed, and maintaining communications with the ship was imperative. For this we used a full box, its lid cellotaped on for structural strength. It had numerous dials drawn in, and knobs to manage the various functions. 
the knobs were typically old cork-dried gin bottle stoppers, again plentiful in the yard of the family pub. A hole made under the relevant dial, a mark scratched on the top of the cork, and we had all the controls we needed. A stick coming out of the top was the radio aerial. A classier one was a knitting needle filched from my mother's collection. Hung around our necks with a cord, this completed our equipment for out-of-ship excursions. For days, weeks, and through the special years of childhood, we went to places still undreamed of with the help of that magic shed and the shoeboxes. There are places I'll never forget, even though I have since been able to visit many parts of our shrunken planet of today. Sitting in my own garden as I write this, I can't help thinking of that garden shed in what was my parents' house, only a hedge or two away, and the shoeboxes, and the cork-dry gin bottle stoppers. Innocent times, but times when imagination drove our play, play which maybe helped to form us as inventive and resourceful. Spirits bottles now have metal screw tops which wouldn't do the knob's job at all. But the shoeboxes are still around, and knitting needles are getting plentiful again. Now iPads can bring us around the world and even into the International Space Station via video, and keep us in communication with our children and grandchildren far away. Those same grandchildren are skilled users of iPhones and Skype and computers. They can watch movies about places far, far away. And even the exit of the Voyager spacecraft to beyond our own known solar system is something they probably didn't take much notice of. Not surprising, I suppose, as it was launched more than four decades ago. It still hasn't gone as far as we did in the garden shed. Our grandchildren don't need shoe boxes. I kind of think that's a pity. I'm Brian Byrne, and this is Kilcullen Diary. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 